Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Bodybuilding.com has evolved over the years, and recently the company named Carl Walsh as their CEO. Walsh has been working on a brand overhaul, most recently giving the website a facelift. Here to discuss the transformation is the CEO himself, Carl Walsh. Hi, Carl, and welcome to the NutriCast. Hi, Danielle. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me. So tell me a little bit about Bodybuilding.com and how how the brand has evolved over the years. Sure. Yeah. So the brand was founded in 1999. Uh, so turned 22 this year. I'm um, really the brand built out of grassroots community and content. And on what Ryan DeLuca, the founder, did really, really well was he tapped into how to help people transform their lives. So there was an incredible sense of community, great content, workout programs, and actually helped build some of the brands you see on the site today, like Jim Stefani's brand, for example, you know, was built in, in collaboration with bodybuilding.com. And what the platform did was it gave these people a platform in which to speak to consumers and help consumers. And in parallel, that gave bodybuilding.com its relevance and its reason to be in the marketplace. I would say over the years, some of that special secret sauce has been diluted or lost a little bit. Some of the previous ownerships made some decisions around gating content, trying to extract more value from consumers through their visits to the site. And as a result, I think some consumers probably got frustrated with the brand. So what we're really talking about today internally is how do we bring back the magic? How do we give consumers what they need to help them on their journeys? And the world has changed, right? I mean, in 1999, you didn't have YouTube with thousands of workouts for free, but anybody could go and find. So maybe at some point it made sense to charge for that. But a lot of what we need to offer consumers is a service to help them get fitter and healthier and live better lives. And the e-commerce business needs to be seen as a service as opposed to just a cash machine. So internally, all of our discussions are, how do we bring back the reason to be for the brand for consumers where they just love visiting our site, as opposed to, look, we've got a great assortment of products, a really good value, and I can see why people shop us, but that's a transactional relationship, and we need to evolve it again. Mm -hmm. Since taking the role, which was very in recent months, I mean, what changes have you made? What changes are you hoping to make? Are you speaking directly to consumers to figure out what they want? Yes, Yes and yes. So we have um, done a bit of research to understand what consumers want from a statistical perspective. I also join customer care calls and ask consumers myself, as well as having the team picking out consumers on a random selection to speak to them and understand what they like about our site, what frustrates them. So we're, we're going deep to understand what this consumer wants and needs and how we can help them. In parallel with that, there's some first principles, right? So I take over and the, the company had re-platformed from an ATG Oracle platform to Shopify in the summer. And, and some of that work was not as thought through as I would have wanted it to be. And what I saw when I looked at the consumer experience was some broken journeys. So we quickly overhauled the front end of the site to make it easier to shop, easier to navigate. And it's not perfect, but it's evolving every day and improving every day. And the team have a maniacal focus on it to help you know, our core consumers navigate the journey. But what we're hearing from consumers consistently is... There's some feedback, but where they can't find the products. And the reason for that is when you re-platform, you lose decades of algorithms that you built, but help the product get where the consumer needs it to be, right? So when you go to a brand new platform, that's gone, and you got to build it back up with data over time. So number one is we have a narrative assortment, but we need our consumers to be able to find what they want to find on the site. So it's a team working on that. Number two is you, you gated all the content. I want to see some content back, but I can you know work out plans, et cetera, but I don't have to pay for it. We're working on how to do that. 
international business, you know, our old system had a way to really curate every site very elegantly. Now they're all manual, so we're not as on top of it. Have a team dedicated to that so we can service our international customers better. And then the other one, one of the big ones that's interesting is that the site used to have flavor ratings. So when you looked at a product detail page of, let's say, signature protein, and you click the drop down to see the flavors, oatmeal cookie, which is, you know, one of the highest rated ones, would be a 9.9 out of 10. Now, when they did the migration, you just see the rating at the product level, and then you got to figure out from reading reviews which flavors people like. So we're working to bring back the flavor rating. So there are four very basic things that the consumers told us we took away from they want back, and we're going to honor that. Okay, so you are talking a lot with consumers. What about some of the brands? You mentioned Jim Stepani. Um, do you ever talk with some of the brands and ask them what they're hearing from some of their customers? Yes, and moreover, actually, you know, to shop our site, and tell us what they think we can do better and, and how we partner better together. Because in the end, these, these are partnerships. I think one of the things maybe that hasn't been done the way I'd like it to be done is the, the relationship with the brands and how we help them help us. Um, it's felt quite transactional and a lot about give us better discounts so we can give better discounts to our consumer. But there's a lot more to it than that. There's product copy. There's what makes your brand special. How do you think about talking to a consumer about how to use your products, when to use your products, how to choose between them. And the content needs to live on our site too. So it's, you know, talk a lot with some of the CEOs of our, our vendor partners and understanding how can we bring their brand alive in a way they're proud of on our website. And as long as I feel it's authentic to what they are and it's doing our customer a service, it can only help our customer navigate the site. And speaking of content, the website has a, a lot to offer. I mean, on top of the products, you also have BodyFit. Tell me a little bit about BodyFit and what that is for those who may, may not know. Yeah, thanks for that question. And BodyFit is a mobile application we have that has all of our workout plans in it. What the, what the product does really, really well is it has a huge assortment of plans for different goals and lifestyles. So whether you have access to a gym or you're working at home, whether you want to gain strength or lose weight, you can navigate it, find the right workout. And, and there is a huge breadth and depth of workouts in there that could keep you active for years. What we are working on right now is to make the navigation a little bit easier it's interesting when we call our consumers who lapsed out of body fit and say, why did you leave the product? They say, I finished my workout. And we say, well, there's thousands more. Do you not want to be on a journey or do you just want to get fit for an event like a wedding? And they all say, oh, I didn't know there was thousands more. Because the way they're finding the plans is they're seeing something on our website that says, you know, try this shortcut to shred by Jim Stefani or fire by Hannah Eden. They're clicking it. They're signing up. They're landing on it in the app and doing the workout plan. And then there's no end point to say, hey, well done. This is what people are finding great next. And we have all that data and we can do that, but we're leaving them to have to go back to the home screen and figure out this more. So that's a low hanging fruit for us as a business, but also from a consumer perspective, we have the data to help them figure out what the right workout is next. We just need to tell them. So that's an opportunity of BodyFit. The other thing about BodyFit members get is they get 10% off if they shop the site and they get free shipping over $30. So really as well as all the workout content for your membership, you also get discounts and better deals on the site. So it's a very compelling proposition. I just don't believe we brought it to market right yet. So you're working on some some things to implement in there just based on some of that feedback. Correct. You mentioned the muscle building, weight loss, beginners, advanced sort of videos. Would you say that bodybuilding.com is a lot more inclusive these days versus when it started back in 1999? 
Well, you know, Danielle, in 1999, I was in Ireland, so uh, I don't think I knew what the website was like. But, <laughs> but, but based on, um, I think the sport itself has evolved. If we start there, right? If you look at the categories and swimwear categories, the sport itself has evolved from biggest and strongest to very different strains of bodybuilding and how it helps you with your lifestyle. And, and obviously, we have evolved with that as well. When you look at our forums and you read what people are saying, you know, we are really part of a transformation for people. We get customers in to talk to the company and it could be anything from obesity to domestic abuse to just having mental health issues. But people who say, hey, I want to take control of my life and be healthy and fit. And if you go to our forum, you'll find people who will tell you how to do that and help you do that and support you doing that. But at its essence, you know, there's some cardio for heart health. There's a lot of lifting because that builds muscle you know, by 48 years of age, you can no longer really build much more muscle and you start deteriorating. So you, know, you need to build up that muscle while you can. It also helps you burn fat and stay in shape. There's nutrition and then the supplementation, which accelerates the journey. And those pillars are there for everybody, whether your goal is to get in shape for a wedding or, you know, to have a three-year transformation. It's the same pillars, the extent to which you do them, the way you do them, CrossFit versus Olympic lifting, et cetera. It depends on who you are and what you want to do. But actually within the umbrella of bodybuilding, it's all there. So when we talk to our consumers, you know, yes, the elite bodybuilders are in there, but so are average guys who work in finance and live in New York City and go to the gym every Saturday morning. They're in our consumers. So it's a very inclusive sport now, and it's a very inclusive proposition we have in our apps and our website. It certainly is. And just looking around at some of the videos, I would say it has a much more broader appeal than what perhaps the name suggests. Yeah, it's interesting. The name has a, a stigma is the wrong word, but it has a connotation about it. But people think you need to be uh, particularly strong and dedicated. And I, I think the dedication piece is important because to, to have a healthy lifestyle and, and win in terms of fitness, you do need to have dedication. But it doesn't have to be to be the strongest person in the room. And I, I would agree with you about the proposition and something Jazz, my predecessor, did a really good job of is building out that library and having that assortment. And if you think about it, even during COVID, the team sprinted and built a ton of home workouts for people. You know, it is a great library of content. It's about how do you make people feel it's for them. Uh, and body fit goes some way to doing that. But really, you know, people need to come and have a look and understand it as well and say, hey, it's very similar to what I'm paying somebody 80 bucks an hour in the gym to show me. And here it is on an app for seven bucks a month. I mean, it's a good, it's a compelling proposition. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some other components of the website. Maybe um, let's talk about merchandising and private label. What's going on there? Yeah, private label is a big opportunity for us. We have a signature series, which really has been a sleeping brand. It's done very well, despite limited marketing to it. I would describe it as uh, the Costco equivalent of private label, which is it's pretty much as good as any product on our site, but cheaper. But I don't think that's exciting. I think that's good value, but it's not exciting. So we've hired a team and put them. One of the things since I came in is, you know, fully dedicated to evolving signature line to be one of the best in the industry. Thinking about bringing in different ingredient profiles, different support like immunity into the product range and saying, how do we get to be cutting edge in your supplementation as bodybuilding.com? And it's, you know, it's fairly doable. The team know how to do it. It's just going to take us a few months to roll out the products. And, you know, then we will have a proposition beyond just value. But guess what, Daniel? It'll still be cheaper than other products on the site because we get the retail and wholesale margin so we can offer that to our consumers. So my view is it's going to be a very compelling part of our business go forward, but also a compelling part of body fit where, you know, if you're on our mobile app and you're starting a fitness journey with us, we can help you with, from a value perspective, afford the supplementation, but maybe not everybody can afford. 
Okay. And then, you know, during our pre-call, you mentioned some repackaging and, and formulations. What's going on there? Yeah. So the team, we're, we're repackaging um, Signature because uh, my perspective is a lot of the benefits of the product and claims you'd need to understand as consumer were just not clear enough on the product. And I think information and, and clarity for consumers is key in this space. We need to always make it really easy for them to understand what they're putting in their body. So that's going to be rolling out over the coming months. And like I said, you know, we have a very experienced team driving the formulations. That's something I, I can't speak of today because I don't want to jump ahead of the team, but it's really about evolving. Like I said, immunity is one example, but bringing in play 2022, 2023 supplementation as soon as we can and, and being cutting edge in the industry. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned immunity and that's not something that I typically would align with bodybuilding. So it sounds like you're kind of maybe making this more of a lifestyle I think like when we spoke about bodybuilding being a more inclusive lifestyle, Danielle, it's similar with it when you think about the products we carry. It's it's if you're coming to us and saying, I want to get healthy and fit and I want help with nutrition, exercise and supplementation. You know, if you coming out of COVID, if I didn't say immunity was important, I wouldn't be doing my job. Right. So mm-hmm. we're, we're there to help people get fitter. We're there to help them on their journey. A lot of those journeys are dedicated bodybuilders. A lot of them are just getting fit and, and understand the benefit of lifting weight. And for me, immunity is as important as vitamin C right now. One thing that a lot of consumers want is personalization and customization. Are you looking at approaches to be more customized? Yeah, hundred percent. So actually last night I was interviewing a guy for, for a role, but what we're looking at is if you look at our, just start with customer relationship management and our emails, we have like 39 segments, which all get different emails every day. But yet at the same time, if you finish Hannah Eden fires workout on a Friday, you don't get an email on a Friday evening saying, well done. Right. So we, we use the commerce data quite well, but actually the workout data is more important because it tells you what journey you're on and what you're trying to achieve. So what we're looking at is how do we merge our commerce and, and workout databases, which we're doing, and then what are the right triggers in which when we talk to a consumer, what we say to them. And the goal is not to sell them another product. The goal is to make sure they get onto another fitness journey. The goal is to make sure they don't quit. And with that mindset, I, the mantra I put into the company is save the customer, not to sell. So when we're talking to a consumer, the job is not, I want them to add post or pre-workout to their bag where they have protein because I want to sell more pre-workout. That's not the job. The job is to say they're buying protein. They're doing this workout. What can I say to them and make sure they're going to achieve their goals? Because if we help them achieve their goals, just by default, they're going to need more supplementation and do more workouts. That's how we win, but it's not about short term. I like that approach. So before I let you go, is there any research or updates or news that you want to share with us? You know, I, I, we're, our strategy, I've got to keep a lot of our strategy quite close to my vest, obviously. But I think I would say to anybody who's, who's a fan of the brand is keep watching. Give us time. We're working extremely hard to improve this experience, to bring the workouts to life, to bring back content first to the brand and create that community that made the brand great. So it's not a piece of research. It's not an individual thing. It's a mantra and a philosophy, but the team are very excited to drive towards Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you're working really hard to bring back that magic too. Yeah. And I think the magic has to be different. We're not going to pretend it's 1999 and say, Hey, come and find a static article about nutrition and read it and then go figure out how to find the products and how to put them together. People are used to more curation now, right? More of a synced up journey. So you know, your expectation would be that when you find a piece of content about how to achieve a goal, but the supplementation is there, the nutrition is there, and you can press a button and start working out. So that's what we're working towards. 
Well, Carl, as you mentioned, it sounds like you've got your work cut out for you. I do appreciate you sitting down and talking with me today and also for being so transparent here on the NutraCast. It was my pleasure, Danielle. Hopefully we do it again sometime. If you like what you just heard, you could subscribe to the NutraCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutra-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutraCast next week.